Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Episode 24 of Believe in Betting LA. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can find me on Twitter. S. Maxwell 713. I'm joined as always by my co host, Chris Lewert. You can find him on Twitter at Lou Mandingo Rock. You can find, of course, that capital at Sad Cap on Twitter. Chris, how you doing on this fine Friday the 13th evening? Friday the 13th, huh? I guess that means... all? Is this, yeah. Does that mean we're, uh, we're doomed to this podcast? A couple of a couple of losing bets, maybe? No, no, let's let's hope not. <laughs> but as as a kid, I had a friend who lived on Elm Street and uh, I don't know. Okay. Thought Friday the Thirteenth and Elm Street and all that. I was I was slightly scared, but also very impressed that I was like, "Wow, that's cool." He gets to live on Elm Street and all that. So it, yeah, it, good times. This is this is a freaky, maybe even a little bit suspicious podcast. But uh, you know, scheduling purposes, we're doing this Friday night. We did it last Friday night. Both of us had winning records last last uh, podcast. So mm-hmm. who knows? You know, maybe this is a podcast that really jumpstarts the second half here of this podcast this is episode 24 as i mentioned we're on the believe podcast network that's b-l-e-a-b that's believe.com and at believe podcast on twitter and of course you can find this podcast and many many other terrific podcasts on the believe podcast network wherever you choose to get your podcasts from that includes chris itunes stitcher google play TuneIn, spotify iheart and many more. All right, how do we do last week, episode 23, Chris? That was College Championship Sunday, and of course, NFL Week 14. I went 4-3, and three, that 31-37-1. I was very close to having a much better day, but I'll take it 4-3. and three. And of course, you rebounded quite nicely after a run previous week. You went 5-2, and two, including a couple wins there, as we discussed before the show, that was uh, plus money. So you went up several uh, probably about a dozen units or so on that five and two. So very nicely done, Chris. You will stand at a very impressive 39-24-4 and four overall record. And the record's going to get a little bit tricky because now we're going to start incorporating some other sports into this. So we're going to have to decide basically how we want to determine this. Th- those records that I just repeated, uh, as Chris knows, are just football. That includes, of course, college uh, and the NFL. But now, of course, we're going to start talking about other sports, uh, which includes college basketball with making uh, its debut on the Believe in Betting LA podcast. All right. So this week, Chris, we're talking only one college game. And of course, that is the cup that decides it all for the armed forces. That is Army Navy. That is tomorrow morning, of course, from Philadelphia. The president will be there. Uh, it is just a fun pageantry. There's a reason why it's the only college football game uh, of this weekend, of course, bowls begin next weekend. But it's just a fun game. If you like football, there's a lot of quirky offenses that have been over the years with these two programs. And, you know, it's just such a fun game. If you're a sports fan, there's really nothing like it. I, I agree. And it's actually one of the few. I think it's neat that they're the only the only game going. I like that they do that. Um, I'm sure they'll continue it. Uh, I also like the fact that it's uh, a time for those guys, right, to get their national TV spotlight. Um, it's, it's something well-deserved. Those guys work really hard. I mean, you think being in an academy is tough? Try being in the academy and playing a sport. Uh, absolutely tip my cap to those guys. And one of the few sporting events that my father would watch, uh, Indianapolis 500, Army-Navy, and uh, you know local Chicago sports. Other than that, he, he pretty much hated it all. So uh, go Navy. He was a uh, lieutenant in the Navy. So I will be uh, cheering on the midshipmen tomorrow. 
Well, Chris, after a very impressive 14-game winning streak for the midshipmen of Navy that lasted all the way from 2002 until 2015, the Golden Knights of Army have actually won the last three games. They've all been close. Those three wins have come by a combined 12 points. They won 21-17 to in 2016, a one-point victory 14-13 two years ago, and last year was a 17-10 win when Army was ranked number 22 nationally. They had a great season a year ago. This year, Chris, it's a little bit different story here. Army's coming in, 5-7 and seven record. Navy, very sterling, 9-2 and two record. The midshipmen are 10.5 points. This over-under is 40. This one's tomorrow at 12 p.m. noon, of course, from Philadelphia. So I know you're rooting for Navy here, but what is your dollar going to be on? My dollar, luckily, this is, it worked out uh, nicely here, that I'm going to take Navy over 13 half points so the team total over 13 half first half plus 110 at least i actually think that might creep up a little bit if you could get it at plus 115 that would be amazing but navy's just a navy's a really good football team um super impressed by them uh you know can hang with anybody in the country and they are not playing with the a plus level talent that you know basically every other college program in the country is playing with um and I like them. I, I think they can score points. I think uh, I think they're going to push Army around a little bit, and uh, maybe that's my homerism. But when I can get a bet down on a team I like, uh, I, I take it. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I think this game is going to be close. In the ten and a half point spread is very indicative, as it should be, of a five and seven team going to face a nine and two team. However, if you look at the last several years of this game, we haven't had a blowout since two thousand thirteen. That was a thirty four to seven win for Navy. And going all the way back, I mean, most of these games are within one possession, and I expect it to be very much the same. Pride for these two teams, uh, you know, it's a low-scoring over/under total is is forty. So I'm going to go and take a teaser here. I like Army plus sixteen and a half, and I'm taking the under forty-six here. Uh, I do like Navy to win this game, but I do think it's going to be close. It's usually bad weather here. I haven't checked what Philadelphia's going to be like tomorrow. Uh, but these two teams are not going to be able to score very many points, which correlates to both the under and the underdog. So I'm going to go ahead and take a teaser here. Army plus 16 and a half and the under 46. So that's it for the college football regular season, Chris. Next, This time next week, we're going to be talking about bowl season. Before we move on here, any any thoughts just on the college football playoff? What are you excited for? Is there anything that really jumped out of you? I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but but just give me your thoughts on the overall college bowl season coming up here. I think they got it right. I think it's – I said this last week. I'm a little disappointed that, that Tua got hurt because I think if you had Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, um, and LSU, this would have been just a, an all-time, you know, clash uh, of the best four teams in the country, hands down. Um would have loved to have seen that, but you know, I think it's, I think it's still great. I, I look at, I look at those matchups and I don't, I think anybody can win those games. Um, you know, LSU is, has been just a juggernaut, uh, love coach. O. Ohio state probably has the most talent in the country and Clemson, uh, feels completely disrespected, you know, basically having one out two straight years. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think this is going to be the best college football playoff yet. And, uh, I look forward to the prognosticators, uh, bitching and moaning, for lack of a better term, about how it should be more teams or something like that. Uh, they do it every year like it's the first time anybody's thought about it. But enjoy the football. This is going to be a good one coming up. It should be fun. It should be a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. We're going to have uh, – we're going to break down every single game, every single bowl game coming up here. So tune back to episode 25 and beyond for our bowl picks against the spread totals and outright picks as well. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about this week in the NFL, NFL Week 
15, Chris, which is off with a bang after last night's shellacking. The Ravens won that game. They clinched the division. They all but assured themselves the number one overall seed. Lamar Jackson, that is a bad man. He basically outright clinched the MVP uh, and looks absolutely amazing if you have him in fantasy. Before we do move on to the NFL, let's talk about sleep, Chris. Do you like sleeping? Do you like the feeling of a great night's sleep? Sleep is my favorite thing. I once did a test in college. I did <laughs> a test a in college. Karen, I'm sure you, you, you really miss those days, right? <laughs> yes. No, I, I, sleep. I really love it. But uh, in college, I did this thing where I would, uh, you know, 9 a.m. class. I had a 9 a.m. class. If you can absolutely believe it, that's just insanity yeah. in college. So I used to come back from class, and I had to make this important decision. Do I eat or do I go to sleep? Can't you do and both? I, well, you could, but then I would have to go walk to a dining hall and get food. But uh, I chose is important. I chose no sleep doubt. every time is what I'm saying. I yeah. chose sleep over eating. Fair. That's how important sleep is to me. Sleep is very important. And if you listen to the experts at fine American institutions like Harvard and Johns Hopkins, chronic sleep deprivation is shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. I struggle to sleep sometimes, and it's very frustrating. You wake up tired, and there's nothing worse than just tossing and turning in your bed, not being able to sleep. Now, one of the biggest problems with sleeping, Chris, is the temperature needs to be right. It's tough to get a good night's sleep if you're too hot or if you're too cold. I want to tell you right now, Chris, about the pod by 8Sleep. It is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. That is one heck of a study. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to actually enhance your rest and recovery. And believe it or not, actually learns from your sleep habits and adjust temperature automatically. So it's like one of those thermostats that up and down based on your needs. That means if you like a bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm. Now you can each have both at the same time. And it's in a crazy and comfortable bed. You can sleep longer and deeper. So you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights. And if you don't love it, They'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out of their first two batches, so they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro. That's the letter or the word 8 spelled out, E-I-G-H-T-S-L-E-E-P.com slash pro, 8sleep.com slash pro. Now, we're not going to try to put you to sleep here. Hopefully, you continue to shop around with the sponsors there, but we want to keep you going here. We want to get you lifted up to win some money in this NFL, very important week 15, two very important matchups for the LA-based teams, not necessarily for the Chargers, who we're going to start off with, but both these matchups, Chris, I think you'll agree, um, have a big imprint in the NFC playoff picture. We're going to start with those Chargers coming off a win, and I give you props for having faith in them last week in Jacksonville when I did not. The 9-4 and four Vikings are taking on the 5-8 and eight Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are a one-point home favorite. The over-under is 45 and a half. This one, Sunday afternoon, this one was flexed from a Sunday night game from our favorite park in the NFL, Dick <laughs> Health Sports Park. Give me your thoughts on this one here, Chris. Vikings, the Chargers. Uh, the game confuses me a little bit. Um, the Chargers only plus one. The, the Vikings are, are, you know, right in the NFC North uh, fight uh, with the with the Packers and I would have thought that this would have been, even for a road game, uh, you know, the Chargers not known at Dignity Health Sports Financial Discount Rate Field to have uh, much of a home crowd there. So I was thinking that this would be, uh, you know, a Chargers plus three and a half, something like that. And I looked at it and said, wow, plus one, which leads me to believe that Vegas knows something I don't know. Um, 
So I'm taking the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers plus one. I found it at even money just before we started recording. If you can get that, take it with confidence. Chargers are on a roll after dispatching the terrible, <laughs> terrible given up. Like watching I confuse them beating the Jet, the hapless Jag, <laughs> on a, a roll. Um, all right, this is a really interesting game because this is a huge game for the Vikings. The Chargers, yep. uh, I don't think, are officially eliminated from the playoff push, but for all they intents and purposes, yeah, they are. Uh, they are. The Vikings, however, at 9-4, they still have a chance to not only win the NFC North, a chance to get a first-round bye still, I believe, and they are certainly in the thick of the wildcard hunt. This is a very important game for the Vikings, and they play a home game against the Packers next week. So this is very much a trap game for the Vikings. I think we're seeing that reflected, though, in the line, because normally I would expect the Vikings to be a couple points favored. All right, I do expect a lot of purple. In the fans for the, in the stands, excuse me, for this game, I was at the Vikings Rams game a year ago, and there was a lot of purple. So I expect very much the same thing for this game. I do expect the Vikings to have a significant home field advantage, even though, of course, that is in Los Angeles. The Vikings are a very good home team. They're six and zero at home. They're only three and four on the road. And the Chargers, as we previously mentioned, do not have any sort of home field advantage. They are two and four at home. I like the Vikings here. And I like them not only to win outright, uh, but, of course, cover that spread. But just to be safe, because the Chargers are playing well, and this is a perfect setup for a teaser, I'm going to go ahead and bump this up to plus seven for the Purple Peep leaders. So Vikings plus seven. And I'm going to take the under here, 51 and a half. You can pass on this Vikings defense. It's no longer an elite defense as it was previously. And neither is this Chargers defense. But I don't expect either of these teams to come out there and throw fireballs. So give me Vikings plus seven and the under, 51 and a half. Now let's move on. Let's talk about the other LA team. And this is a team I think you can you can correctly say are surging at the right time. The eight and four Los Angeles Rams taking on the opposite of surging, uh, you know, the, the, the stuttering <laughs> cowboys. I, I keep expecting back. They don't. This is clearly a team with a dead man walking at head coach. They have some real pressure from their co- competitors in the Eagles after their comeback win. Uh, on Monday Night Football against the Giants. They're both at 6-7. and seven. The Rams are a one-point road favorite. This is 48.5 as the total. This one's 125 from Jerry World. Give me your thoughts, Rams, the Cowboys. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to take full credit for the Rams really turning it around here the past few weeks when I completely written them off and having having quit. Now, quitting, uh, I don't know what is wrong with the Cowboys. You get embarrassed by the Bears like that, you really, you really got to look in the mirror and ask yourself what you're doing. Um... They're such a talented team, too. They're one of the most talented teams I've ever seen. Yeah, they, they, they are. They are for sure. It's, and it's, it's, it's just confusing. It's confusing. Almost like a, it's a train wreck. I can't look away. I, I am not a Cowboys fan in any way, shape, or form and, and wish there wasn't so much Cowboys being shoved down my throat. But uh, I enjoy watching their games now because it's, I don't know, it's the male version of, of a reality TV show or a soap opera. I can't look away at what the Cowboys are going to do. Um, regretfully, I wasn't able to find much uh, straight up on the sides of the totals that was offside so far in this game. Maybe that will change as we get closer to game time. So I started digging through props and got myself my boy, my boy from last year, Cooper Cup. Cooper. Over. Yes, Cooper. Love the Coop. Over a half a touchdown reception plus 175. I like that. Uh, I, yeah, I'd even like to see it. I'd like to see it a little more, maybe like a plus 180. Uh, but that stuck out to me, and uh, my boy Coop hasn't let me down. So that's that's basically free cheese. You can go buy an eight sleep. You put enough money down on old Coop. Ooh, ooh <laughs> I like it. Incorporating multiple items in the podcast here. <laughs> if I told you there was one key to not just this game but every Rams game 
over the Sean McVay era. But what is the one key for the Rams having success? What, what would you think it would be? Making sure their headsets work so that Goff can get the messages from, from McVay before the snap. <laughs> You know, that's, that's, that's a decent point. I would say there's a lot of little things like that, like the fire alarms not being pulled in the hotel yep. the night before, et cetera, et cetera. On the field, though, I think we would both agree it is very important for this Rams team uh, over the course of these last several years to establish the run. When they're running the ball, they control the clock, they can play defense, and most importantly, it sets up that patented play-action pass for Jared Goff. When he has protection, he's a very good quarterback. Play-action helps keep the defenses off their feet. And it keeps the defenses honest. And that's when we're seeing this Rams offense really kind of round back into form here. Todd Gurley had a very strange first half of the season. These last four weeks here, Chris, he has combined. Uh, he has had over 19 touches in three of those four weeks, including two of them over 23 touches. So he's kind of back, I wouldn't say as a bell cow necessarily, but he's playing good ball. Okay, And Sean McVay credits him for coming out and publicly stating that he, you know, made mistakes, admitting his mistakes, and rectifying it, getting Todd Gurley and these Rams running backs the ball more. And that's really the key to this game here. As we mentioned, this Cowboys team, I don't know, I can't really put my finger on what's wrong, but something is wrong there. Jason Garrett is clearly on his way out there, uh, and they have a lot of issues. And you, you just can't tell what's going wrong, but they should not be losing to the Bills at home on Thanksgiving. They should not be going on the road and losing to the Chicago Bears. This is a very talented team. I would make the argument... This is a top-five talented team in the NFL. They have some very elite players, and they're getting paid like it. Certainly, they're yeah. in a world of, of hurt coming up here with a lot of players coming up in contract extensions. I think the Rams continue to roll here. I think this is a great line. You're getting them at only minus one, so essentially a money line bet here. And I've been on the opposite side there. I've now three straight weeks have bet on the Cowboys, expecting them to bounce back, which probably means they will this week. But, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's just you can look at a team and know there's something off this team. Just continue to fade them. And that's what's going on right now with the Cowboys. So give me the Rams at minus one. Now, I have an NFL best bet here. Were you able to come up with one, Chris, since we last spoke? I was able to come up okay. with one. Okay, so why don't you lead us off here? NFL best bet week number 15. Right in that hot hand of the Bronco. We made some money on them in the past few weeks. So Broncos at Chefs. The Chiefs under 14 half, first half team total points at minus 110. So don't bet it if it's minus 120 or minus 125. The number is important. Get that minus 110 or better. Chiefs under 14 half. Team total, first half. Go Bronco D. So you believe in the narrative of, of Drew Locke taking on his ex-girlfriend's father's favorite team in the Chiefs. I just think that's one of the most ridiculous narratives I've ever heard. Uh, but <laughs> Drew Locke looked great last week. And, you know, for the Broncos, maybe they finally found themselves a quarterback uh, and can save John Elway's job. Uh, but yeah, that's an interesting one. And, and another note, the Broncos are one of the best first quarter teams in terms of total points scored, total point differential spread. So if you like the Broncos, maybe consider putting them uh, money line in the first half there or first quarter, excuse me, or of course on the spread as well. Now, my best bet here uh, on paper really seems like a bad decision, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Falcons at plus and a half at the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners would probably be the most impressive win of any team in the NFL last week going on the road. George Kittle catching a fourth down catch that extended the drive that ended up winning the game for them, and it was an amazing win for them. However, there are a lot of injuries piling up for this 49ers football team, including all-pro corner Richard Sherman and D. Ford as well. They could be down as many as five, five defensive starters 
in this game on Sunday, Chris. So I do think the Niners will win this game. But 10.5 is a big spread, and you're getting that half point, which I think is massive. I do see this game being about that margin, about 10, maybe 7. The Falcons, very quietly, Chris, have put together a relatively impressive second half of the season, maybe even enough to save head coach Dan Quinn's job. Uh, and they can score it. Julio Jones without Richard Sherman there is going to have a nice game. Yes, Calvin Ridley is out, but they're capable. I do think this Falcons team can score on this Niners team, which is going to force this Niners team to score and be a little bit uncomfortable. They're going to run out the clock and be very happy to just grind out a win. Right now for the Niners, they're not looking to cover. They want to win games. They want that number one seed, which is, of course, very important for them. They want to survive this game at home. I do see this game being kind of a grinded out effort. I think, of course, the Falcons will cover 10 and a half. So that's my NFL week number 15. Now, we're going to talk college hoops here for the very first time, Chris. But before we do, let's talk about my bookie. And it's an exciting time for sports. I'm sure you would agree, as we talked about previously. Sophomore sensation and my fantasy quarterback, Lamar Jackson, is redefining what it means to be a dual threat quarterback. Odds before the season, Chris, for Jackson to win the MVP were at 50 to 1. Better than that. And they have plummeted since making my bookie's prop selection more attractive than ever. Now, on the 14th, we have some UFC cards, some really stacked UFC cards, three championship fights, all very highly anticipated right in the betting capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Without a doubt, people are going to be looking to get on the action, and we have the best place to go. And that's, of course, my bookie. You can put parlays down if you want to bet big. You can put down a number of props. They have all kinds of great things. My bookie has more lines and better odds than any other sports book in the world. If you join right now, Chris, I have a great deal for you and all the other bettors out there. My bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand. Okay. That's a lot of potential money you're leaving on the table. If you're going to any other book besides my bookie, that means if you deposit $2,000, Chris, you get an extra thousand dollars in free money to play with. Have you ever thought of a better deal? I don't think I've ever seen a better deal. A thousand extra dollars in your pocket. All you do is use our code and that's BLV Bravo Lima Victor to activate this offer. Once again, the promo code BLV to get my bookie. Go to my bookie, bet, win, and get paid. All right. So let's move on, Chris. Let's talk about college hoops. And we're going to talk about the UCLA Bruins. SC is off this weekend, but the Bruins, 7 and 3, are taking on the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, 7 and 3. The Irish are seven point favorites tomorrow at home. The over-under is 130 and a half. This one's tomorrow afternoon at noon, actually, from South Bend. First time we're talking college hoops here on the podcast. Give me your thoughts here, Chris. New season, new coach for UCLA. How do you think they fare tomorrow? Uh, I think, is this UCLA's, like, first road game? Have they played anywhere but uh, L.A.? Have they? I thought I was reading that, which could be a little scary if you're supposed to be in finals week and you're traveling halfway across the country. Um, but luckily, these are... Professional, no, the amateur basketball players. <laughs> they don't um, get paid like professionals. <laughs> they don't get paid like professionals. They, they did go to Hawaii. They took on Chaminade, but I believe that's their only road game of the season. Correct. Okay, got so, it. No, they're so, in the Maui. They're in the Maui Invitational. Okay. Oh, that's right. They, Maui, they play Maui three. It's their, first, it's their first true road game. That that the, is true. First true road game. So, uh, and I do know uh, last year Chris Wilkes hit a game winner um, late in. Uh, gosh, was it that? They might have been in overtime for that game too. But uh, I think these are two teams that are are actually rekindling um, uh, matchups that they haven't had in a long time. That it was kind of they played each other every few years. But I think they're going to get a program going, and these teams are going to get familiar with each other. So we're going to see a little more of them. I found UCLA at plus seven half. And while this isn't football, I really like half points in basketball. <laughs> they just 
They make me happy. Yeah. They, they make me smile. Uh, and eliminate nothing, this push. Yes, yes. Nothing was terribly offsides, but I'll take US, uh, UCLA plus seven and a half uh, on the road, very focused in on the game because they're in South Bend, Indiana, and uh, it's wintertime, and I'm just going to go ahead and say that they're going to be getting extra practice in and not, not doing anything else. <laughs> As you mentioned, this is a long-standing rivalry, really, for UCLA Notre Dame. Of course, the Irish uh, broke that undefeated streak for UCLA way back in the day. And so these two teams, of course, have, have a very friendly rivalry in this sport. It's kind of funny. Notre Dame likes to pick on <laughs> the L.A. schools, or at least likes to compete uh, with the L.A. schools. So as I mentioned, a new season, a new coach for UCLA after a very naturally embarrassing, winding coaching search for the Bruins. They settled in on Cincinnati's Mick Cronin. And now let's just think real quick there. When betting the Bruins, let's just go and remember the style of play at Cincinnati for Mick Cronin. And while they did have a good offense over the last couple of years, Mick Cronin wants to play good defense. He wants to grind out games. He wants to win them in his way, very similar to Ben Howland, who had a lot of success with UCLA. But of course, his style of play really rubs a lot of Bruin fans the wrong way uh, toward end of his tenure a couple other things to keep in mind here with this handicap the Bruins a little bit of extra rest they played last on Sunday where Notre Dame played this Tuesday but of course UCLA is the one traveling across country here I do like the Bruins to keep it close I like them to cover seven seven and a half then sure I also like that one as well so <laughs> I'm gonna it. go ahead and take Bruins here uh, to cover the spread whatever you can get it at either plus seven or plus seven and a half if it goes down to six half uh, I don't like it as much and if it goes down to all the way to six uh, that I'm staying away, certainly. Yeah. And I should mention that this was minus. I saw it at minus 110. So uh, okay. failure on me not to list the odds, guys. Yeah, the, price, the price matters. The price matters. The price matters. I'm sorry. We want, we want to be as transparent as possible here to our listeners so they can get the best possible value. The values that we're seeing. Because otherwise, uh, we're not recommending what they're seeing, of course. Right. All right. Now we're moving on to probably the game weekend here that's number 10 the Oregon Ducks are seven and two they're taking on number five Michigan Wolverines eight and two this one's from the Breslin Center in Ann Arbor the over-under is 138 Michigan is a three and a half point home favor this one's tomorrow morning Chris 9 a.m this should be a great one what are your thoughts should be good definitely definitely the game of the week um and well not the game of the week the game of the day I guess sorry about that still in football mode still in football mode um I'm gonna take Michigan minus three half at home um, again, minus 110. Didn't see anything terribly offsides, but minus 110 is a, is a fair enough price if you want to get a sweat in the game. And I don't think Michigan has uh, lost at home. One, they haven't lost at home. B, I think they have beaten everybody at home by an average of about like 19 points. Uh, so I think three and a half is very doable for them. Uh, Oregon, I think, has lost their last two games. They're traveling. Um, Michigan, uh, minus three half, minus 110. No problem. All right. And I apologize to all the Michigan fans out there for saying the Breslin Center. That's, of course, in East Lansing, the hated rival, interstate <laughs> rival of Michigan. So it's it's not from the Breslin Center. We're at the Chrysler Center tomorrow. So I just wanted to get that out there. The Chrysler Center is where this game is going to be played. Um, and both these teams are really good. I think this is potentially two Final Four uh, teams at least have that potential. First-year head coach Juwan Howard is having a great year so far, uh, and I really, really like uh, this Oregon team and their coaching staff has always been uh, one of the best in the nation. They develop their players very well. They have a senior point guard in Peyton Pritchard who's doing really well. Um, you know, Michigan's coming off only their second loss of the season here, and that's to Illinois. I was on the road on Wednesday. That was a nine-point loss. Oregon's also been very good here, Chris. Their only two losses were both in a neutral court in the Bahamas. One-point loss to Gonzaga and a four-point loss here to Carolina. So I do think this game is going to be very close. This Oregon team is extremely capable. 
So I'm going to stay away from the sides here. I do think to win this game, Michigan's going to try to slow down the game. We've seen them play slow games before. This is a Michigan team that can do both. And I think they're going to choose to slow this game down. So I do like the under here, 138. So I'm going to go ahead and take this game under 138. And that wraps it up here for episode 24, Chris. We talked about uh, Army-Navy, of course. We talked about NFL Week 15. We caught a couple of great sponsorship opportunities for the listeners. And we also got some college basketball in. This was a packed episode. Hope you had fun. I had fun. Any final thoughts here? Good luck, everybody. It's uh, getting towards the end of the year. Hope uh, hope you've had a good year. Hope you've been following us. And uh, looking forward to bowl season and NFL playoffs. It is the most competitive and fun to watch. This is the, the only time of the year that I can watch a game, even if I don't have money down on it. <laughs> what is that like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It is weird when you're just well, kind of watching. You know or, or yes. go to my bookie, oh, yeah. certainly, and, and, and find some cool stuff there as well. So, For sure. All right, guys. Well, that was a fun episode. That was episode 24. Go ahead. I want to thank our sponsors. Check them out. Eight Sleep, the pod. Go ahead and get that pod, that sleeping pod, and get some great sleep. And, of course, my bookie, the best online bookie in the planet for the Believe Podcast Network for Sad Capital. For Chris Lewert, I'm Sam Maxwell. Good luck, everybody. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.